Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's great to be alive. It is great to be alive, people. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Let me get some more light on me over here. Hold on one second. We got to get some more light on the situation. Got to get more light on the situation. Uh, today, one year anniversary of me going into the hospital with COVID. But before we jump into all that, man, you know I got to play my... Yo, welcome to the morning. Yo, man. Thank you so much for following the page. Please keep following and liking the page. It means a lot. And uh, just a side note, I um, I put up a stand-up clip. It's pinned to the top of my page. The favor I'm asking you today is to share that clip and share this podcast. Share this podcast and share that clip today. That is my favor to you so we can keep building the show a uh, couple of business things i got to take care of right now st louis march 25th through 27th i will be at the funny bone uh the show will sell out it's doing really well already so it's uh, reduced capacity it's safe socially distanced people wear masks so please please come out i'm uh working on my new special and man i'm so excited to bring you this new material also big shout out to southgatedesign.com uh, I got new merch. They just sent it to me. So I'll be starting to give this away later on in the week. I got my Panda shirts that don't talk about it, be about it shirt. So I'm very excited about that as well. Um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a crazy year. Let me take this down here. It's been a crazy, crazy year. Take that down. Yeah, so uh, it is a year, March 17th of last year. I went to that. Let me take this down. Sorry about that. March 17th of last year, a Lamar Parker. Hey, Mike, stay safe. God has your back. Yes, Lord. He does, man. He does. He does. Uh, feel free to drop a comment in if you want. But uh, March 17th of last year, I remember I woke up. I, I, I quarantined myself for like two days in the house. I didn't feel well. My temperature was at like 101, 102 degrees. And so I quarantined myself for two days. And then the third day, like in the middle of the afternoon, I just couldn't breathe. I was gasping for air. I was gasping for air. And my wife started freaking out. And we all pretty much knew what it was at that time. I mean, we were guessing, but, you know, me and my wife, we were like, I, I got COVID. So she called She called uh, 911 and they said he has to get out of the house. He might be contagious. So. I had to leave the house. I had to basically sit in the front yard. Well, lay in the front yard because I was gasping for air till the ambulance came. And it was so sad because I know a lot of you heard the story, but, you know, my son was crying through the window and he's only like two and a half minutes. He's probably three, three at the time. And he knows I'm hurting so bad, but he doesn't know what it is, but he's crying. And he felt what I felt. And I felt awful about that. You know, so the ambulance came. I put my hand to the window. He put his hand on mine and uh, and we left and they took me to the hospital, man. It, it was crazy. Good morning from Capitol Hill. Blazing, bro. What's up, Melinda? Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, Cabby, we, Cabby Simon, stay safe. 
May God continue to bless you. I'm trying. I'm trying to spread the word. So I want to show you this. Um, so when the ambulance came, I was gasping for air, but at the same time, I want to document this. Um, so I don't know if you can see that. Like that's that's I, I know you still see me. Ooh, I know you still see me, but that's me in the hospital. I mean, that's me in the ambulance being taken away from our house. Isn't that crazy? So that's the picture I shot when the ambulance was taking me away from the house. Now, it was funny because the guy in the ambulance noticed me from the Joe Rogan podcast. So as I'm gasping for air, he goes, wait a minute, Joe Rogan, you're that comedian, Michael. And I go, yo, Michael, yo. <laughs> Which was a funny moment to me, even though I'm gasping for air. And the guy starts looking up my stand-up clips. No lie. He starts looking me up as I'm gasping for air because really there was nothing they could do. So he was just trying to make conversation. And he watched a stand-up clip in front of me in the ambulance as I'm gasping for air. Now, at the time, I thought that was weird, but now I just think it's hilarious. I just think it's hilarious. Like, these, these guys that picked me up in the ambulance, I mean, they had hazmat suits on, bro. Like, hazmat suits. And they picked me up, and I'm laying right here. And to, to this side, to this side, right here, the guy is sitting right next to me in a full hazmat suit. And he's looking up my stand-up clips. And to be honest with you, as I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, does he like it? Does he like it? Does he like it? <laughs> that's where I was in this whole thing. I was like, does he like my stand-up? Does he? So that's how crazy comedians are in the first place. So oh, I got some comments rolling. Feel free to drop some comments. Oh, uh, look at this. Uh, imagine if he didn't find you funny. Drop this dude off. He's here. I know, right? <laughs> it's so true. That's Eric Rivera, funny comedian. Funny comedian. Yeah, that would have been terrible. He was like, eh, this dude ain't worth saving. Let's let's drop him back home. But uh, so he watched my stand-up, dropped me off at the hospital. Like, they're waiting for me at the hospital. Now, I was the first person at St. Joseph's in Burbank in ICU with COVID. So the first thing they did, I'm going to walk you through this whole story. The first thing they did was do a chest x-ray. Uh, Ten minutes later, the doctor comes in and says, your lungs are filling up with fluid. You got double pneumonia and corona. Now, at the time, that was killing everybody. That was killing everybody. The double corona. And, so I didn't, but but when you're gasping for air, I was I was literally gasping for air for like a day and a half, two days, even when I was on all this medication and oxygen and whatever they gave me. So um, as I'm gasping for air. The guy, the guy goes, I don't really know what that means. I can't comprehend what they're saying. And I look at the guy <clears throat> and I go, so am I going to be okay? No, I, I, I go, so what's that mean? He goes, well, it's going to go really good or really bad. And we'll know in two days. That was crazy, but I still didn't know what that meant. I go, so in my head, I'm still confused because my body is not feeling well. My mind is everywhere. And I go, it, but it hits me that something dire may happen. Like I, I may die in this hospital alone. And, uh, he says, I, I go, I started thinking about my four month old daughter. She was only four at the time, four months. 
And uh, I, I look at the doctor. I go, I'm going to make it, right? And the doctor looked me straight in the eye and goes, we'll try our best. And that's when the floodgates opened up. And I was just, I was just broke. I mean, it, but here's the thing. You know, a lot of people, my friends go, wow, was that, that doctor was brutally honest with you. But, and, and I even was talking to somebody yesterday and they go, that dude could have broke your spirits. He could have made you not want to fight, but I, I, full discretion. I, I'm the one that said, be totally honest with me. Don't sugarcoat this. And I'm the type of dude that always feels I can beat any odds. So I wanted to hear the real deal. You know what I mean? So um, he told me that, but I just started crying. And before he closed the door, he looks at me and goes, no one can visit you. Now, this was at the time. You got to remember, this was at the time a year ago, March 17th. I think if you look it up, less than 150 people died in America from COVID. Now it's over 530,000, 530,000. Uh, also, only 6,300 people in the world were diagnosed with it. So this is very, doctors, I, I'm be honest with you, man. I was a guinea pig. I was a guinea pig in there. They were trying all kinds of stuff. They were trying all kinds of stuff. They didn't know what was going to work. I mean, this is me in the hospital. Hold on. Let me show you this. This is me in the hospital right here. Look at that chest there. Look at all six in the hospital. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's me. That's the first day I'm there gasping for air under a mask. It took the doctors 10 minutes to come into my room when I hit the button because they, they were learning how to put on the PPE. Just think about that. Just think about it. They were learning how to put on the PPE when I was in the hospital. So I would be in immense pain. Craziest pain I ever felt. I can't, I told my friend, I can't even describe the pain I was in. It was so bad. It was so, so bad. So that's me in the hospital. So when I would hit the button, you know, usually doctors run in and help you out. They couldn't because I had COVID. So it, I was watching them outside my window, putting the stuff on, so learning how to put it. Okay, this goes here. This goes here. Because it was scary to everybody. Now doctors just walk around in the PPE, and we know what's effective and we know what's not effective. Back then, it was full hazmat suits. 100% of the time, I am not going in your room without a, And I understood that. Because it was too early. We didn't know what it could do. We, we didn't know if it could go through those, the hazmat suits. So me in the hospital, first day there. And um, I think this is it right here. First day, you can't really see it. I wish you could zoom in on it, but you can't. But that says hydroxychloroquine. That was the thing. That was the thing that everybody was talking about. You know, and when I say everybody, you know what people I'm talking about. So they didn't know if it was going to work or not, but I was their first page. So they were trying everything out on me. So they gave me hydroxychloroquine for one day. I had allergic reaction to it. Second day, my temperature shoots up to 104.8. Then they give me this, which it says, I don't, it's, I'm not a doctor. So 
Prescobix. I, I don't know what that is, but they also gave me the malaria drug as well. So I'm going through all this and they're trying out different drugs on me. They're trying out different drugs. And uh, in a good and bad way, I'm a guinea pig because I'm the first one there. But by the second day, the ICU starts filling up. And uh, and I'm seeing in three or four days in, the person next to me, I see him roll him in and then I see him roll him out. And roll him out in a bad way. You know? So I, I saw like how life could be taken by this thing because I was in the room next to it, you know? Bring on your comments, man. This is not a sad moment. It's a celebration. I'm celebrating my life. I'm celebrating still being here with you guys. Uh, wow. Did your parents react to being in the hospital? Thank you for sharing your journey. Well, my parents, uh, oh, that's my wife. Hang on one second. My parents, I think my wife is going to jump on the podcast. What does she say? Emailed you the link. What did my wife just say? I don't know what she just said, but, um, my parents. So the first day I got there, I texted my parents. I'm scared. I've never said that to my parents in my life. So they knew it was serious. That's when they were like, "Uh Oh, something, something's going on. I never really told my wife how bad it was because remember my wife is a hero. She's so amazing. She was by herself with a four month old and a three-year-old. While I was going through this, worrying about me, checking in with doctors all the time, uh, checking in with doctors all the time. I mean, she's a freaking hero, man. And she was by herself because nobody could help her. Nobody could help her because they possibly had COVID. And actually, my wife is here right now. Hey, baby. Hi. Hey, Oliver. That's my son, Oliver. Hi. Can you believe it's a year, baby? No, I can and I can't. What was going through your mind the first day I was in the hospital? Uh, I think I was just mo- mostly in shock the entire time. Like I was just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. Not really believing it. Like it was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. It was, uh, I, I was I telling everybody. Milk. What, buddy? Milk. You got milk? Oh, good. You need that milk, buddy. You need that milk. I was, I was telling everybody. Yeah, bud. No, it's okay. Hey, so I was telling everybody that, and no one could help you. You were Elise was four months old, and uh, Oliver was three, and you were by yourself, and nobody could help you because you you did get COVID from me, right? We believe. Yeah, at the time we didn't know, no, but I did have it. Yes. How many days in when I was in the hospital? Daddy, what all my toys were? You got a lot of toys? Oh, yeah. Look at those toys. <laughs> yeah, <I'm sure. laughs> I see those toys. Yeah, Daddy spends a lot of money on those toys. <laughs> a lot of money on those toys. So, so when, how, when did you know you had it? How many days was I in the hospital when you figured out you had Probably it? Probably like two or three because my mom had called me and said, oh, they're saying on the news now that when you lose your taste of or your sense of taste and smell, then it's like, uh, uh, you might have COVID and I did. And, the, and you yeah. lost your taste and smell. Mm-hmm. And, and of course my beautiful wife didn't tell me she had it cause I was in the hospital. So you kept yeah. it from me. 
I didn't tell you. And then also Elise had a fever for two days while you were in the hospital. Oh, that would have. And Oliver had um, a fever for one evening. One evening. Now, you must have freaked out about that. Oh, yeah, I was freaking out. But I didn't even tell I didn't tell anyone that we all had symptoms because I didn't want to freak anyone else out. Like, I didn't tell my parents. Did you tell our doctor friend, at least, to try to? Uh, yes, he did know. Okay, so our doctor friend did know. Okay, he good, good, know. good. Um, when did, when did you realize how serious it was? Cause I really didn't tell you anything. Um, I mean, I always knew it was serious because when you're in the backyard, like I'll always remember this very vividly when you were in the backyard and our, I was on the phone with our doctor friend and he was asking you to talk in sentences and you could, you could barely even get a word out without having to take another breath. Yeah. Um, and then it triggered everything. Yeah. And that's when I knew it was serious. And then also when our doctor friend, I was on the phone with him at that point and he was like, you need to call an ambulance. That's yeah. I also knew it was very serious because a lot of times he can walk us through stuff and like, he'll like, you know, help us get it through. So mm-hmm. get us through it. But when he said that, I knew it was like really serious. How'd you awful. deal for the eight days by yourself? I mean, longer than that, because I was quarantined for a long time as well. I mean, how'd you get through that by yourself? You just, you just do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had to. There's just no other way of not. You know, I couldn't not do it. I yeah. And you would drive by the hospital too. and leave me messages. I know. It was as sweet as my my wife would. Hi, buddy. I can't see you. You can't see me. Yeah. Ah, can you see me now? No. He looks just like me right now. Side by you look. Do I do that too? You daddy ah. pig. I'm a daddy pig. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a daddy pig. Yeah. I'm Peppa the pig. No, I. Can you can you give me the Can I hear that? No? Oh, okay, you're not going to do it. You do it at home all the time. So, um man, I just want to say I love you, baby. I love you too. And it's been a crazy year and what and what gets me is you know, this morning I looked at all the pictures from the past year and it's amazing that I might have not been here. To witness it. It's crazy. It's crazy. But we're we're lucky. We're blessed. So grateful and for you every day. I'm grateful for you guys. I love and you, baby. Look at their loved ones in the eyes and say, I love you every time you leave. Yeah, every time you leave. Tell your loved ones you love them. Look them in the eye and Michael say. Michael has started doing this year. Every time he leaves the house, he looks at me in the eyes and says, I love you. Yeah, because a lot of times when you leave the house, you just say, I love you and never look at the person. So I make sure I make eye contact with my wife and say, I love you. So she really knows, you know, and it's so it's not just uh, I love you and bye, you know. So. All right, baby. I love you. I'll see you a little bit later. Okay. All right. Love you, buddy. Bye. That's my family. They're the best. They're the best. I got to show you this. I want to show you how amazing my wife is. And yes, I'm bragging right now. Uh, Let me show it to you. 
I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, but can you see this? Okay, let me turn up this out. So my wife every day drove by the hospital and would leave me a message like this, like a video in uh, this right here. Hi, baby. We're just doing a drive-by. We want to send love and positive vibes and blessings and prayers. And hopefully you feel our presence as we drive by. We're thinking of you. Say hi to Daddy Oliver. We love you, baby. So much. Every day she would drive by and do that. Every day. <sighs> oh, man. She's amazing. I married the best woman in the world. I didn't want to get emotional. <sighs> oh, man. I did not want to cry. But every day she would drive by and do that. So, um, she's amazing. And this is supposed to be a celebration and I'm celebrating, man. I'm happy to be alive. I am. I am. It's just that, that just, it brings back all the memories, man, because I would get that, I would get that message. I would get that message when I'm gasping for air in the hospital and I couldn't do anything. And then all you think about is never seeing your kids or your wife again. And so many people, because of COVID, didn't. It's, um, I see all the stories of, I see all the stories of young parents and just parents being taken and they have small children. Like I have small children or they just have children. And if they're, if they're at a young age, like what scared me the most, like it wasn't dying. I tell everybody it wasn't dying. Dying is a part of life, man. It was more of my son was three and my daughter was four months old. And they would never, 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 never know how much I really loved them. That's what hurt the most. That's what hurt the most. I mean, my wife could tell them. And they could see old videos, but they never, they're too young to really know, you know? Oh, man. 
Uh, so that's the thing that scared me the most. That's the thing that scared me the most in the hospital. But, you know, yesterday I was talking to somebody. I don't know if it's called survivor guilt because I, I don't have guilt that I made it, but I just have deep feelings for everyone that lost someone. When I'm in the hospital, gasping for air, not knowing if I was going to make it, I would always put on the news. And the doctor said, you need to stop watching that. Because all over the news at the time I was in the hospital, it was a debate if COVID was a hoax. And now over 530 people, 530,000 people have died from it. So, uh, yeah, but I'm here. I'm here for a reason. And I think the reason is spreading love and positivity. And as long as I'm here, I'm going to keep doing that. Um, yeah, I didn't know. I, I knew I would get emotional, but my wife and that message is, is, uh, is a thing. But, um, what I want to tell to you is, you know, um, it looks like the country's getting back on track. Everybody get vaccinated if you want. Like, I'm not like, well, you got to get vaccinated. But if you want, I got vaccinated uh, because you got to remember, I got a year ago. So in my head, it's like, oh, the year's almost over. So let me get vaccinated again. My parents were supposed to check in, but I hit them up last minute. And, you know, my mom, she aged. She's like, I had to look right. So she's probably not going to check in. Uh, but, um, yeah, man, the, the lesson of today is, and my wife said it, when you, when you leave the house and you tell somebody you love them, don't just say, I love you. No. Every time my wife, I look her right in the eyes. I go, baby, I love you. I look my son right in the eyes. My daughter, I love you. Because I feel like I love you is, gets thrown away a lot today. You know? And after going what I went through, I you shouldn't throw the I love yous away at all. At all. Just like, uh, yeah. Just like, um, just never know. Just never know. Ah. <sighs> Yeah. Survivors get as tough, but sharing your journey to help COVID-19 is our new war casualty. I lost my brother who was uh, uh, KIA in Afghanistan. Yeah, much love to all. I'm sorry about your brother. And much love to all the frontline workers. Much love. Like, you understand what these frontline workers and essential workers are doing? Like, do you really understand how selfless that is? They're on the front lines for us, risking their lives for us. So we need to take care of these people. We need to take care of these people. All right. Uh, I just wanted to share my journey with you. It took about eight months to I felt 100% December. So eight months later, around December, I started feeling normal again. Uh, Lamar Parker, it is. You're right. New beginnings. New beginnings. 
not living my, you know, not living my life in fear. I'm going after everything. I'm going after every dream I got. And a, a lot of times we get stuck in this mode. And I've always been that guy, but now I'm even going for it even more, you know? I just kind of cranked it up because you just never know. So uh, I don't want to make this preacher or anything. So I'm, I'm going to leave leave it on that note right there. But um, do me a favor, share this journey with somebody, share it on your Facebook page. It would mean a lot. And uh, it's so funny in comedy now. On the flip side, I have like a eight minute joke <laughs> about me going in the hospital and almost dying. And I've performed it a couple of times and it's hilarious. Comedy comes from tragedy, man. And I just can't wait to bring my, my new special so it's from the heart, man. And it's good. It's the best work I've ever done in my life. And I can't wait to share that with you guys. So um, do me a favor, share this message if you like. I would love it. So people really know how it is going through what I went through. And hopefully it'll give hope to others. You know? Uh, and uh, I love you guys. And uh, have a great day. Okay. Later.